Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. This week, we discuss our first two victories of the season. We celebrate being top of the table and discuss why Football Australia should just give us the title now. We catch up with skipper Oli Bizanik and we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke and Josh. Winning pod, boys. Double winning pod. How good. I'm going to go full how here and steal Sirius's tweet. Imagine not being top of the league. <laughs> Just imagine. <laughs> imagine following a side that isn't top of the league. I feel like I'm in some like alternative universe <laughs> or something. What is what is happening? The worst thing is it's making all our preseason predictions look like shit. <laughs> I've got altitude sickness. I tell you what, it's yeah. so high up. I don't I don't know what you guys are talking about. I it was never in doubt. Never really? in doubt. Really. Never in doubt at all. Let's, uh, let's look to Fred's question. Um, now, this is a very unpopular question, Fred, already. Fred asks, has Matt Simon lost his effectiveness on the field? He made multiple mistakes and made silly decisions during the first game of the season. Uh, now, Fred says that he's aware that he has done great things for the club, but is it time to bench him? Fred woke up today and chose... Violence, good, apparently. Good question. <laughs> Imagine being this negative when your side's top of the league, honestly. Especially towards your side's all-time leading goal scorer and six-time golden boot winner. There it there is. is. There it is. Um, Never happy, Fred. Lads, what do you reckon? Um, you know what? I've, I think I've, we all probably have, have been pretty critical of Matty Simon since he came back to the club from Sydney. Um, I didn't really agree with re-signing him I didn't agree with re-signing him for two seasons um, there was quite a bit there that I sort of wasn't really on board with but in the first two games of the season I think he's been all right I think he's done the job that we've needed him to do um, look footballing wise has he pulled off any miracles and um, you know scored a few worldies no and that's ideally what you want a striker to be doing. Um, but I think he's, for the time being, while we don't have our visas, while we don't have um, any more experience there to start up top next to Kual, I think he's done what we've needed him to. Do you think Urana, um comes in and he goes out? 100%. When he's ready and all fit and firing, which I think he's out of quarantine sometime this week. Uh, today, in fact. Today. Yeah. So, so I mean, he should be on the coast and on the training paddock tomorrow. No idea what his fitness level is like, or I would obviously assume that he hasn't met any of the squad or anything like that, but mm. we have until, what, the 19th, our next game? That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's got a fair bit of time to get onto the training paddock, get to know the squad, get to know his role. Um, so it wouldn't... I'd, I don't think he'll be starting, but I dare say we'll see some of him off the bench. But mm. this is this is the weird position that, that we're in now. Mm. We saw Bowman perform mm. up top on the weekend when he came on at half time. I was impressed by him. So was I. So mm. so now what do we do? We're yeah. in this sort of weird position where we've, we've got depth, we've got competition for for Cow's spots. Just eating his microphone. <laughs> just <laughs> very professional production here is how just slams his microphone that's my, that's into his face. That's the second time I've done that. You've got a microphone stand in front of you as well. I don't know how you've managed that one. That's incredible. <laughs> just I was going full. Bo- I was going full body language, like exclamation of like I rate Bowman <laughs> after that second half performance. But yeah. uh, just my answer to that question, I think 
We've so, sometimes always said that Simo needs someone up front with him to sort of run off him, and I think Kual's done that job pretty decently well. He's got yeah. the goal, the winner in the first game, mm-hmm. and I thought he played pretty decent against uh, Cowbell FC. Yeah. So, and we saw similar on the weekend when we saw Bowman go up top next to next to Simo. Mm-hmm. It, it works. They both yeah. with with the way that we're playing now with the four four two having the two strikers defend mm-hmm. from the top. Mm-hmm. It's working and that's yep. that's what we probably didn't see enough of and where i feel bad for jordan murray mm. because we we weren't playing to suit to have the two guys up top no that's right he needs someone playing alongside him i think yeah. in, in that um i think this system that we're playing this year would have definitely favored someone like Mars. but you know um unfortunately times change and you know he's, he's doing okay for himself in in india at the moment yeah. um i don't want to be rude I or think, anything um, do you do have we miss murray no I don't and I, think we necessarily I love have. Mars, I mean, I, I, I miss him as a person, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I'm talking about... On, <laughs> but of course, I'm talking just talking on the pitch. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think um, Kowal's stepped up so far to the yeah. plate really well. I think Bowman, who can play as either a 9 or a 10 as well, um, showed that he's more than capable um, on Sunday as well. So, you know, I think um, just to go back to Fred's question, Simo's definitely doing a job um, and probably the job that's been expected of him by the, the football department here. Um, he's not like you say. He's not going to score worldies every mm. other game, but he's going to hold the ball up. He's going to harry the shit out of defenders, um, kick the crap out of everyone. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Um, and uh, is is great for someone like an Aloe or a Dan Bowman to play alongside. So yeah. I don't think we'll see him that much. You know, obviously it's still very very early, mm. but I don't think we'll see him that much towards the back end of the season. Yeah. Once we have our visas in, no, I agree. Once we have Bowman at full fitness because mm-hmm. he was he was under a bit of a hamstring. Did his it? hamstring in preseason? Mm, yeah, yeah. Not, so, not not a full tear, but yeah, bad yeah. enough to to keep him out for a few weeks. So I mean, you could even probably argue he wasn't at one hundred percent really on the weekend, and mm. he still looked really good. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see Simo much towards the back end of the season now that he's in the dual role and mm-hmm. once we've got the players there. But at the moment, I'm happy with Simo. I'm still liking what and he what he brings. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I'd be saying that probably six months ago. I think winning sort of maybe masks maybe the negatives. Probably. Whereas we're highlighting the positives, which I'm happy to do as well, because I think he's, you know, what to expect from Simo. He's gonna, you know, like we just mentioned, he's gonna be a hassler. He's gonna put defenders under pressure, and I'm sure if you did a poll of uh, for, of defenders in the league, who's the <laughs> player you don't want to play against the most? I'm, pro- I'm pretty sure Simo is going to be right up there. So, yeah, I'm content with him starting for now, but also reiterating that once the visas come in, he probably goes back to a bench position. Yep, I think that's fair. That's that's fair. Hope you're happy with that response, Fred. I can't believe you slandered the East Gosford. We are goat. the positive pod now, Fred. What are you doing? <laughs> we're, a, we're a winning positive podcast, all right? So, of course, turning to the season so far, two games in, two wins, three goals, two clean sheets, all goals from open play. We're top of the... <laughs> Nearly had to how put did the I say in. it? Nearly had to put the I, bib I, in. Yeah, I just forgot how to say this. Top, top of the, of the league. Yeah. league. Uh, we are top of the league. Of course, the first game of the season, one uh, 0 win over the Jets in the Jets' last ever game. Allo um, <laughs> uh, Coyle, of course, bagging the winner there. Um, Do we need to call on the Sevco Jets now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we will definitely turn to the situation up there a little bit later in the in the show, I think, guys. But um, I think uh, not a vintage performance by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, Allo took the chance that came to him very well and um, we held on for the uh, for the bickies. I think I think this this 
game for me was the real test of whether, and again, I know it's very early and it's only the first game, but it was probably the real test of whether we're going to get the spoon or not. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the Jets squad on paper, it's not good. It's very oh, no. thin. Not good. It's yeah. Very thin. Bad, bad, not good. Very thin. Uh, a few older heads who potentially shouldn't be around anymore, like your Topple Stanleys, mm. Jason Hoffman. Uh, there's a few of those guys there that maybe should have hung up the boots at some point. Um, there's a, a lot of kids, a lot of unknowns. Yep. Um, and it's just they they haven't signed anyone of note. And mm. to be honest, that. For me, the only real two threats were Roy and Yagarkovich going mm. into that game. Mm. And I think we kept them both reasonably quiet. They didn't didn't really do that much. So no, I didn't see any of Roy and you love to did, see that. Did Roy yeah. even touch the ball? Like, I swear he, like, he barely touched the ball. I think he skied one into the grandstand I at think, some point. No, I think that, that was Thurgate. That was Thurgate, I think. The Thurgate also almost hit a worldie into the top corner from about 25 yards out. Yeah. That was destined for uh, where the Spiders live. Um, but for Beerus, of course, um, I think uh, Beerus got a lot of people's player of the match that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it 100% was not pretty by any stretch. But if we can win the not pretty games then I think we'll be okay. Uh, and that was the test. And Just know, saying that's a sign of a championship side is grinding out dirty results yeah. from time to time when you're not playing at your best. So yeah. not saying we're going to win the league by any stretch of the imagination, but the last time that we won our first two opening games of the season, we did win the Premier's plate. So 07 08 season. Just give us a plate now. Um, are, you, are you saying it's coming home? Or? I'm saying it's coming home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. One thing that uh, Roy did touch, though, was uh, was the back of Stensness's head. Now, I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but uh, he did swing a closed fist into the back of Gianni's head in the lead-up to our goal, which actually this resulted in the free kick. This annoyed me so kick. much. <laughs> now, if that's any of our players, I'm sorry, that goes to VAR and the guy's out for three weeks. This is Roy being a prick, as usual. It was like, how did nobody make more of a deal of it? And then you watch the replay in the commentary and... Yeah, look, was I'm, it Harper or Slater? It was, was it was Harper and Benny Hamer, and I like Benny Hamer. I think he's, he's a fantastic great. commentator. Yeah. Um, but it might have been his Newcastle bias getting yeah. the better of him here because both of them said, "I oh, didn't really see much in that." Much in Doesn't it. matter. It's just swinging fist to the back of the head. I he do that. I'm him. out for eight weeks in he local league. Him in the back of the head. Like yeah. it doesn't matter how hard it is or what. He punched him in the back of the head with a swinging closed fist, yeah. and nobody. He was just like, "Yeah, you're like, oh, that's right, mate." Yeah. Do you think like, if if Gianni reacts and and goes down, and oh, I'm not yes. yeah, he's, he's VAR okay. looks at that yes. red card every day of the week, and it's, it's just Gianni being a hard bastard and not going down. That's, yeah. yeah, and there's okay. that can of worms of does a player have to go down oh, to get a decision to go their way open, rather no. than. <laughs> A player keeping on his feet and mm. nothing happens. But yeah. that's obviously another can of worms. Oh, that's another podcast. That's an entire podcast. Yeah. Um, Rory has legit anger issues <laughs> that he should go and see somebody about because it happens all the time out of nowhere. There was no there was no even There was no real, need for there it. There was no real reason to even do it. Like, there was no there was no danger on or anything yeah. like that. And he wasn't retaliating to anything that Stens had probably done as yeah. far as I know. Yeah. Like the best yeah. part about it, though, is that it resulted in a goal. So yeah. I don't care. Led that directly that was the free kick, wasn't that it? That was the free kick. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So Great ball in by Negro. Yeah, well, wasn't on. it? Um, and, you know, that that goal comes about because of Luke's energy. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, It was a good run, mm. but I think maybe a lesser striker or someone not as sort of high energy as him probably gives up on that. Pulls out of but it. But yep. 100% all the way. Um, and a pretty good 
sneaky sort of a finish in the end too. Absolutely. Yeah, sort um, of a little looping. Not header. easy. Yeah. yeah. Made uh, made Jack Duncan look like an idiot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really happy for Kual to to get that start and to get his confidence up. As we saw last season in the MPL and the youth, he was you know pretty raw, mm. still very raw. Yeah. But that's the sort of starting needs this season to sort of uh, cement that spot. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It was sheer determination that's that's got him to that ball as well, and I think that's what a lot of the punters can expect from him this season mm. is that high energy, just sheer sheer determination in his performances. He doesn't ever give anything less than a hundred percent. So I'm looking forward to seeing more and more of him. Whereas, uh, yes, what have 100% we thought? Saved their ass in that game. Yeah, what have we thought of Negro so far? Good, yeah, good. I think he's sort of been under the radar, Impressive. but I guess under the radar means you're doing, you know, a, f- a decent job. Yeah, as I think, a defender, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's been great. I think what we've needed more in those wide fullback roles is more competition mm-hmm. in the last couple of seasons, which mm-hmm. we haven't had. We haven't had really any competition for Clisby. Um, you know, who, whoever was out there last season, really Miller, whether it was Miller or yep. Ziggy or Rolls or, you know, whoever it was, um, they just sort of basically shifted across that back line in all sort of different sorts of positions. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, after the first two games, I'm pretty confident in that back four that that's our starting back four. Yeah, yeah. Barring yep. any injuries or, mm-hmm. you know, sort of resting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I like Lewis Miller, I think having him come off the bench Yep. In both games has worked because mm. you he's read got, my mind. I was literally just about to say the same thing. He is a unit and a half. I was going to say, hasn't he bulked up he's in the off season? Like <laughs> he's been in the gym, something yeah. chronic. Um, he's a really good athlete, and I think he gives. He is another one that gives a lot of energy yep. out wide and can, and can bomb on. He was the one that played the ball for Bowman, wasn't it? For yeah, the goal, it was. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's a he's. As much as I'd like to see him start and to keep on playing, I think he's really good to come off the bench. Yeah, that's fair. No, definitely. Mm. And I think, um, you know, that, that sort of additional depth that we've got in the fullback slots as well has driven Clisby to do better. Um, he hasn't really put too much of a foot wrong, to be fair. Yeah, look, Newcastle game, I was tearing my hair out about him. There was a couple of instances where he was <laughs> diving into challenges and, yeah, I was doing the same. Jack Clisby diving watch was up to about 15 by <laughs> half time in the Newcastle game. Um, and MacArthur were trying to get down our our left. They were targeting Clisby and yeah. De Silva on, on our left. Yeah, and look, to be honest, if they watched the Newcastle game, I probably would have done the same thing. I um, think he did it right against MacArthur. So did I. Yeah. 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 I, I think the only thing I'm not sure of is uh, him on set pieces. No, 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 no. I think yeah. there was maybe one good corner. Can one of our visas uh, take over set pieces, please? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, maybe like a semi decent free kick or but Someone who's got a good left, so please be careful. What about. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it was Negro that delivered the ball for, for Qual's goal. Yeah. Mm. Um, that'd be interesting to see if he can step up and take corners. I know Ollie can whip them in as well. So, you know, there's, there's definitely other options out there. Yeah, yeah. I think the Newcastle game, Clisby was. Rough is probably me being kind, um, but definitely improved against MacArthur. There was that one time where he sort of where Beerus said clearly keeper, and he yeah that's for true. a corner yeah. We so all that was the that. one that was the one time <laughs> where that like, what are you doing, mate? But mm. it didn't cost us in the end, so it was fine. No, mm. Mm. one player that uh, really impressed me in the F three W was Jaden Casella. Um, mm. Good point. I have seen a fair bit of him for Rockdale in the MPL in the previous season. Um, but I was impressed that he was able to step up and um, he really took to that game quite well. Yeah, I had seen absolutely nothing of him <laughs> um, previous to this game because I don't really watch MPL 1. Yeah. I stick to MPL 2. Thanks, Pete. Best Where, league in the world, isn't it? That's yep. right. Um, so, yeah, I was looking forward to see what he could 
spring, pretty big raps on him from MPO one um, after he come back from Italy, Spain, Spain, Italy, I think, yeah, off, off the very top of my head. Um, played for Rockdale all the way up to the grand final, and yeah, so pretty big raps from everyone that watches MPO one, and yeah, it was really impressive. Someone like a Negro as well, he, he didn't stand out as to mm. making too many mistakes or. Um, he was really impressive. Looked like he wanted to really take the game on, which yep. I think is good. Mm-hmm. Um, Direct. Yeah, which yep. I, I think that's that's what we've been probably lacking in recent times is that more exciting sort of a player that can probably take on the defender and mm. get the crowd going, so to speak. Yeah, and I think that's um, what Casella brings as well. He's very yeah. very technical, um, also quite quick, mm. Um, mm. two good feet. And uh, he had he had a decent chance in the second half as well, I think, from memory. Yeah. Um, in front of Bay 16 that uh, just didn't quite get the purchase on. But I think uh, he's, he's in a good place to, to learn and, and develop and and, uh, and hone his craft here. And I think he's going to get better as the season goes on. I think his performance completely exposed Tommy Orr from in that position last season. For the fraud that he Yeah, is. well, I think I think you said it, Josh, maybe during the game, that he did more in that one game than Tommy Orr did for the two seasons he was here. Season. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. just that, it's just that, like, like that youthful energy, extra pace, you know, yeah. <clears throat> direct, willing to take the game on. I'd say, you know, a player like, like that in the, with MacArthur was Lockie Rose. I thought, just going mm-hmm. back to the MacArthur game, that was the one time in the game where I'm like, oh, something's on here. Yeah. yeah. And he came on as direct, play, uh, two good feet, pretty pretty tricky so you know it's it's good to have a player like that and apparently was it he uh got a little injury was it casella from that first game um a slight tweak of his hamstring but nothing to be worried about right so he's i think he's a a good another good bench option so again we're talking about really good depth which is a very good sign of a good team Absolutely. Well, you touched on the MacArthur game. Let's get into it there. A 2-0 win against the Cowbells uh, down in Campbelltown. The Campbelltown Cowbells is actually a decent little name for him, isn't it? Um, I make no apologies. Goals to Danny De Silva and Jordan Smiley getting his debut goal for the club. How good is that local boy done good? Um, it was a 67-hour turnaround. <laughs> that, that was about as long as the bus trip down And there. especially <laughs> especially in that Campbelltown humidity, which at times was oppressive. Yeah, I checked yeah. Uh, I checked the BOM and that was, it was, I think it said 928% humidity at one point. And it was just... <laughs> Sounds about right. It was sweat city. Um, yeah, but we, we left on the bus uh, at 12. 12. Or 12 from up, yeah. From Tugger, um, yep. And then got home at 9 o'clock on Sunday nights. So it was a long day. And but was, worth it. I was cooked when I got home. Oh, and uh, <laughs> pretty much passed out straight to bed. Pete had a couple of beers on the bus and only a couple. Just one um, or two. Your but honor. that's, you know, I think I said this on Twitter the other day. That's after all the crap that we've been through, those sorts of away days, even though they're long, uh, makes it all worth Jeez, it. Jeez, doesn't so it? Yeah. To, to go down there and to pull off that sort of a performance, which again, it was... It, it was a good performance, but there was, there was no nothing in there that was entirely groundbreaking, but it was a perfect smash and grab away day performance. I don't think you could pick... I can't pick one bad player from no. that starting 11 and all the guys that come off the bench. Um, even Jack Clisby, who I'm very critical of, he played quite well. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it was perfect. I don't know. There's, there's not many criticisms of that game, and... How good is it to be positive for once? I think smash and grab was a very good way of putting it. I did see Andrew Thurban um, say somewhere, uh, I'm not sure, on one of the social media platforms that uh, he described it as the perfect away performance. Mm. And I think that's uh, that's a pretty fair assessment. I was very surprised about how little MacArthur put up a fight. 
They didn't threaten much. No. And I felt like watching the replay, we were probably more stressed in the second half at the ground than what it was <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> Whether it was just because every time Lockie Rose got the ball, the crowd went up or yep. I'm not sure what it was. But when I watched the replay back, I thought, you know what? We weren't actually under as much pressure as what I thought. Yeah, they all they could do was pretty much play in front of our two blocks of four. So, you know, it was... How, how good is a nice two-bank of four? Oh, but he's still my beating heart. I'm, the, again, the going good back old to four Andrew Thurman, I know he loves two-banks of four there. Yeah. They were so compressed as well. Um, there was no space sort of between the lines for them yeah. to play. And um, I was... It was... Yeah, it was good to watch. Yeah, Stadge got it tactically spot on, I think. Yeah, I think 4-4-2 right. yeah. completely suits us. That's In what, we should, that's what yeah. we should stick with for the rest of the season. Yeah, I yeah. I'm glad we've sort of moved away from that, that box midfield that just wasn't working out for us no. um, throughout patches of last year and we, we definitely played it a couple of times in pre-season but we also switched to 4-4-2 halfway through with some of those games. So, yeah. Hopefully this is a system that we stick with because, like you both say, two banks of four, feed yeah. it to me. And to be day. honest, at, at half-time in the Jets game, I wasn't a fan of the 4-4-2 because I, I still think creatively we will struggle as a 4-4-2. Mm. But like we did under Arnie initially, get the two mm. blocks all sorted out, mm. get it all right sort of defensively from the top, which we have been with Matty Simon and Koala, Matty Simon and Bowman or whoever, yep. get them all defending from the front and it's worked. Yep. Two clean sheets, mm-hmm. um, limited chances, the ones that they that we have probably given away in both games have been from, you know, outside the box. And we've had Biraz there, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but it's worked. I mean, to be honest, m- most of the time I'll take a shot outside the box all day over than some good play to get in behind or anything like that. So I'm content to have that four in midfield at a sacrifice to our attacking game because it'll mean we're a bit stronger defensively and it showed that with two clean sheets. So, yeah. But I guess I, I was just going to mention the visas coming in, like, they see two wins in a row to start the season, they're more motivated to come in and say, okay, I'm part of a good team here and I want mm. to contribute. So and I think that's a really big thing for, for our visas and the club as a whole. Well, that's a, that's a good point. And I think the second the second part of that point could be it also drives them to know that they're going to have to fight for a spot. They're yep. not just going to walk into the first yeah. 11. So. And, and that and let's let's go through that second bank of four, right? So in the in the Newcastle game, it was Nisbet on the right, Stens, Bazanic, yep. and then Casella. Casella, yep. And then on the weekend, it was Niz on the right again, Stens, Bazanic, mm-hmm. and De Silva. DDS, yeah. And to me, if you look at DDS and Nisbet, they're your more creative type players. Nisbet's probably a both. Whereas I think De Silva's actually transformed into a pretty good defensive player as well, mm. as well as being able to to create stuff when he wants to, when he wants to turn it on. And I think we saw that on the weekend. I think there was a point in the first half where he set up a back heel for something. back heel for Did something sort of yeah. really sort of that we haven't seen yet. Um, but then there was also another point where he tried to be a bit too fancy and you could hear Stadge yell out to him, keep it simple, keep, keep it, it simple. simple. Yeah. Yep. And I think if he keeps his game simple, mm-hmm. we'll see him make the impact. That back heel to Cliz was real nice, actually. It was, it was yeah, hot. Yeah, because I did, I did watch the um, I watched the mini-match again the other night for I think probably the 17th or 18th time. Mm. Um, <laughs> and no, not really. No, maybe. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, it sort of just drew his defender in, drew his defender in, and then Cliz overlap, little back heel, off you go, yeah. whip the ball in, son. And that's, the only, and that's, that's how creatively how we will get around 
the uncreativeness, I think, when we're trying to come out from the back sometimes is that you have to get those fullbacks overlapping mm. so then you can get <laughs> Nisbet and Didius to come inside mm. and they can all sort of start to play off each other. Yeah. And I think I think someone that we didn't even mention yet is Buddy Nisbet. Yeah. How good he's been <laughs> yeah. across the first two games. Goes without saying. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously defensively, he's obviously been playing really well. He probably could have had a goal in the Newcastle game. Probably um, should have. Probably yeah. should have. But I, I think I said this to someone the other day too that if people have watched him for the academy, they would they would understand that goals are not really part of his game. Mm. And in that position that he's in, sort of out wide and a little bit sort of higher up than what he might normally be, he's going to start to find himself in those higher up sort of positions mm. in and around the box. Yep. Whereas normally in the NPL, he'd sort of be slightly sort of deeper, playing more of a Monty sort of a role. But... Well, we definitely need now to that mention he's up, he's going to need to work on his sort of goal scoring. That the, the, our first goal came from Nisbet getting on the outside of Golek with his yeah. pace oh, yeah. and setting yeah. up the goal. That's that was a sort of like the foot and a half height difference, but it didn't matter in the end because I think <laughs> yeah. Nizzy outplayed pretty. I think that was, Nizzy outplayed Golek, and I think he probably outplayed Milligan as well. Yeah. Did you see that challenge that Milligan did on Nizzy? I saw the, in the he- second I, half. I saw the header that Nizzy won against. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was that was Negro that put the ball through as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and Milligan completely took Nisbet. out Nizzi. Ni- yeah, Ni- Negro to, yeah, to, to Nizzi the and goal. then into De Silva. Yeah, yeah, that was it. And that was, that was, that was, I don't know whether it was something sort of going into the game that they'd spoken about, but obviously Niz wasn't going to win a header against Bloody Golic. But mm. he's not the favourite. No, yeah. but <laughs> he could run through his legs, mate. Yeah, Easy. but <laughs> defensively, Niz Niz was sort of on him most mm. of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't think Golic did that much on the weekend and as soon as Niz got around him on the weekend he was gone there was no way that Golic was going to catch oh, him not so a chance that was that was the perfect play for that goal yep for sure that's going to catch him out a few times this year I think for MacArthur is is their back line is notoriously not fast yeah, <laughs> well that's they, what we could say they're yeah. they're an older team like they have a more than a few players that are over 30 yeah well, they've, I mean, they've got three big units and then Franich yeah yeah and I mean Franich isn't is not as quick as he used to be. He's definitely lost a couple of yards over yeah. over the years. Um, you got Shushna and uh, Jovanovic. Jovanovic yeah. Yep, and then and, and Golik as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they uh, they might come undone against teams with a th- uh, with even half a yard of pace. Speedsters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I d- yeah that I mean that Macarthur performance. If we can pull that off mm. every away game. Um, I'll be very happy. We yeah. sort of half mentioned it, but we definitely need to talk about Biras, who I thought was immense. Besides those ten or eleven times that he kicked the ball out on the full yeah. from goal <laughs> kicks. This is my biggest. Here you go. This is Boise's. This is Boise's turn right here. This is doing my head in. I hope he doesn't block me on Twitter again if he ever hears this, but he probably won't. But even last season when he was still on fire, and when obviously we weren't, his the the number one thing with him is his distribution, mm. and he kicked the ball out. Five or six times on the weekend, it just went straight out. Yep. And another five or six times, every time he tried to play it out, it went straight to the opposition. The crowd was up him too, weren't it's, they? It's his number one thing that if he can just get it right, he'll be the perfect sort of a goalkeeper. But then those sort of mistakes are masked <laughs> when he makes that cracking save from Franjic's shot that was yeah, heading in. Exactly. And he sort of like changed like direction midair. Yeah, def- it of the took deflection. A deflection, yeah. yeah. Got it, it, does, it, it did obviously seem like a clear sort of a tactic though to try and get the ball out from Biraz as mm. close to the touchline as 
they could. Mm. He just wasn't quite nailing it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he didn't but give up though. I'll give that to him. I'll, I'll take someone trying. who's um, who's a quality shot shot stopper, but maybe lacking a bit in distribution every day yeah, of the week over same. what we've had. I, yeah. I mentioned it to Luke while we were watching the game down in Campbelltown. It's like if he had like half the distribution skill of Matty Ryan, he would be you know even better. Yeah. And going back to that Franjic uh, save as well, uh, did win save of the week. Um, astoundingly, Beerus hasn't managed to make team of the week in either of round one or two. But uh, or anybody from no us Mariners for round player two. in the round two team of the week. I think is yeah, I think BS. we had we had one in round one that was Allo. Um, I don't think anyone else got in, but um, yeah, no, cool. Uh, at least he got save of the week. That's how something. did how did Tongik not get in team of the week? Everyone else has mentioned it. We definitely should mention it. Tongik was immense. That's not yeah. I was think huge. I. I I think it's important to probably give some credit where credit is due for a few players that I know I certainly have been critical of and Rolls and Tonyink are definitely two of them. Mm. Um, there's some people that have had pretty big raps on Kyle Rolls for a while and I never saw it, to be honest, but I think across the first two games I probably have seen it now um, and he's really impressed. Is it a case of now he's in the leadership group as well? I think it's just another year of experience, yeah, maybe. But I, well, he's I starting to get a little bit older, starting to get more comfortable. Yeah, well, he's 23? I think so, yeah. Now, I Tw- think. Uh, I think he's actually 21. Is he? No, he's older than that. Uh, surely. He's 21 or 22. He's someone, 20, someone give me a statue. He's 22 sure. tops. Well, either way. I could I could be wrong. I don't think I am. Now, now that Stadge has yeah, given 20, him... He's 22. He's 22. 20. I was close. Yeah. Now, that, now that Stadge has sort of given him that extra responsibility, is he really sort of taking that on board and... Stepping up his game, um, is it a you know is it a combination of all those things? But I think across the first two games, him and Tonga together, who last season I would have never said that's our starting centre back pairing. Um, <laughs> and then Tongik is twenty four, so you got our centre back yeah, starting right. centre backs are twenty two and twenty four, which is yeah. very young. I think those those two as our two centre backs across the first two games have been great. Mm, mm. I don't like they. I, I don't think they've. They haven't. I can't think of a glaringly obvious mistake that either of them have made. Um, you know, I've, I've been impressed with Tong Yik's play out from the back, which is you know again something I wouldn't have probably said. I saw that a bit or, in preseason actually. Yeah. yeah, he he loves carrying the ball forward out of yeah. defence. He's a bit bit sort of Dan Hall esque. There in was that. that run that he made on the weekend, like in the eighty. 85th minute, yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> he yeah, was he made that forward fly- run. Yeah. He was flying up the field. Yep. He was gone. Yep. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think it. they've they've been super impressive. It's yep. just about consistency now, though, and this is what mm. we've lacked over over the last. This is the big. However thing. many years, you know, we we do tend to get our hopes up. We start mm. we we start well, and and we come in. It's all rainbows and butterflies, and 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 you know, happy happy joy joy. Um, we've got to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I and you know, hopefully, a positive to that is. Is that we've we've started the season with all the kids, really. Yeah. And we've got three visas to come in who should add more experience. Yep. And add a lot more depth. Yep. And if they happen to all come in and impress, we know we've got the depth there on the bench. If we lose them or just for impact sort of, you know, substitutions during games or whatever. Mm. Um, I think our, our average age on the weekend was 23. 22 and, or 23, that's and ridiculous. And there was, there was not one foreigner. Yeah, that's right. Like, I mean, it was all Australians yeah. that started for How us. How good's that for Australian football? Yeah. Mm. Like, when when you when you look at the MacArthur side on paper, when you when you look at your Milligans and your Franjic and guys that have all played for the Socceroos that have all gone to a World the Cup Spanish been around those squads. Yeah. They had their visa players there. To have an average age of 23 and all Australian mm. in the squad mm. on the game day, 
and to come away with that sort of a performance is awesome. I think Arnie would be happy with that as well. I think how Arnie big of, we, we've got him on as a guest today, but how big of an, a signing and an influence has Ollie been? I think the calmness that he's shown in midfield where he's been dropping back, you know, when we've got possession... It's just you Doing know the old hutch. The defenders, the defenders know that when they're in a bit of a pickle, when they're getting closed down, they can give it to Ollie, and he'll be able to distribute wherever he wants it. And still I thought got he it, was great. He's, he's, he's our biggest signing since McBreen. You signed. We didn't know that McBreen was going to be so good when he came here, but mm. you know, sort of in hindsight, when you look at the impact that McBreen had, knowing what Ollie did and where he was at when he left, mm. having him return at this stage of his career after having a really good stint overseas. Well, he's still got years in the tank as yeah. well. And the great thing is... Did he uh, Yes. I think so. And yeah. he's on a two-year deal. He's on a two-year deal, yes. plus, plus one option as well. Yeah. So. I, he's He's been, been huge, huge. And I'm I'm all around giving him the R-band. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously... You know, when he was here initially, when we won the grand final, I didn't pick him as a captain or as sort of really a leadership sort of a guy, whether mm-hmm. I didn't notice it sort of at the time or what, I'm not sure, but... Having him come back and having those that stint overseas at you know a few good sized sort of clubs, mm. he's obviously picked up a lot of leadership skills that he's brought straight away. His like, talk on the pitch hit, definitely definitely hit the ground running. Absolutely, his talk on the pitch is is immense. Yeah, and I think that's um, in a big way what a lot of those young guys need. He dictates the game. He guides. He sort of coaches mm. them through it in a lot of ways, and um, it's fantastic yeah. to have him back yeah. at the club. I think he's got a calming influence as well which is very important for a side, you know, the last few years where we've looked really panicked when we've sort of defended and, yeah. you know, there's been back passes that have gone astray and so on, so on, so. So I think, you know, having Ollie in is, is huge for us. Easily our biggest signing for the last few years, especially with the output he's already given us in the first two games. And I think it's it's also about, like, it's also about a commanding respect mm. as yeah. well. Like someone like a Matty Simon who you know, with all due respect, hasn't had the career that Ollie has had. And, you know, played for Socceroos, been to a World Cup, been in a few good overseas clubs and won a championship here. So instantly when you when he walks in the door, if I'm a Kowal, if I'm a Smiley, Nisbet. name it, yeah, I'm inst- instantly looking at him going, well, I'm looking towards you for leadership because I know you've been there and done that. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what he's going to bring. Um, and, you know, he'll be just, I'm praying to everything that he doesn't get injured. <laughs> I think I heard someone say at the Newcastle game, I can't remember who it was, but they said, like, you know, the way Ollie's playing, like, he's too good for the league sort of thing. Like, yeah. he's, but that's the exact sort of player we need. Like, someone yeah. who's who's really good, who's, you know, can, you can say is too good for the league and will is a way above average player mm. for A-League standard, and that's exactly the player we needed, and a local boy championship winner he was exactly the perfect signing that this club needed to make to move forward now of course just going back to the MacArthur game as well um two pretty impressive finishes um from that one of course the first one was scored by uh, by Danny De Silva with a uh, a very Paul Scholes-esque late run into the box there mm. uh, the cut back from easy to find him um and uh was it a toe poke it looked very toe poke-esque did, didn't, didn't it it, it was yeah, a very sneaky yeah. finish whatever it was but really happy for him uh, to get a goal so early on in the season to get his confidence up because mm. uh, I think he's a very confidence-driven sort of a player. Agreed. Um, really good late run, really good assist by Niz. And I assume uh, Kowal got the call out from De Silva to leave it because if, if you look at the replay, Kowal could have easily had a stab at that. Yeah. Um, but he looks like he left it for De Silva. So really good play all round. 
Um, and yeah, a really good finish. Great run by Nizzy. Great assist by Nizzy. Yep. Nizzy is good. Yep, <laughs> Nizzy is good. Well said. Um, was the assist of the, si- the the assist of the assist? I should say. Was that uh, Stefan Negro again picking out Nizzy? Yep, yep. I believe it was. so. Yeah. Ah, you love to see it. Um, so that's two. That's two pre assists for Stefan. Well, Stefan got an actual assist in the um, uh, the F three derby, um, the Newcastle game. Yes. Yep. yep. So it's an assist and a process. That's yeah, a good start. Not a bad start to life here. Um, of course, the second goal, a debut goal for uh, for Jordan Smiley there. Um, so good to see um, young kids coming through the academy and, and getting their name on the score sheet. That's two in two weeks. Of course, Allo, uh, Kual getting on the score sheet round one and now Jordan Smiley in round two, lads. Mm, it was it was a long time between drinks for Smiley between his A-league debut appearances, yeah. under Wayne O'Sullivan in like the in last Brisbane. game of the season up in Brisbane. Yes. And it was all local boy done good news story and all that sort of thing. And then we never saw him. Uh, we saw him, obviously, playing NPL. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, was sort of very hot and cold in NPL. But I think in the last 12 months, especially in the season just gone, where we obviously had a really good season um, under Monty's leadership as well. Yep. I think he's he's improved a lot. Um, oh, yeah. Scored, scored some cracking goals in the NPL. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really good finish. That was, yeah. It was, it was behind him. Yeah, we thought the Bowman... Had stuffed it and Cut held onto it for far. too long, yeah. but he held onto it for the perfect amount, and he had to hit it that hard to get it between the defender and the goalkeeper. And yeah, um, yeah, was not was not an easy finish for Smiley, but nice and calm, slotted it. Had to readjust his body shape from the yeah. from the looks of it. it was yeah, pretty contorted yeah. by the time the ball got to him. But I agree 100. percent um, He's gone up another level this year in in MPL um, under Monty and playing in a good side. And it's not just the goals that he's getting in MPL as well, but the amount of chances that he's creating. Um, he has and really good work rate as well. well. Yeah, yeah, and his work rates for the week. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned it before, but I thought Bowman was you know pretty impressive when he came on. He's more of like a he was he was bigger than I thought. I Big thought he unit. was going to be sort of like a DDS type, sort of a bit smaller, yeah. but good feet. But he's he's pretty solid. I thought when he came on, I thought Miller had come on. I got him mixed up with <laughs> Miller. I'm like, is that Miller? What's he doing playing up like up in ten? I but, think he's even taller. But he's 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 really good. Like another solid midfielder, sort of the Stensness type, solid midfield player who can get on the ball. Plays higher though than Stensness. Plays higher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of course he's um, he, I think he said uh, just before he signed that his his favoured position is as a ten. Um, but he's played a fair bit in the in the national setup as a nine. So. Um, yeah. I think yeah that false nine role might that, just suit him he's got that uh, build of a nine as well for sure bit of a McBreen about him like a bit mm. quicker that's a big rap but <laughs> sort of big sort of a body yep would play well with his back to goal but, yep. can, but he can also get in behind yep 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 so I think McBreen 2.0 Slightly improved I like that's it a, that's a massive goal I like it not, not maybe as in the goals but as in the as in sort of the play style the false nine sort of thing yep All right, I am here with Ollie Bazanek, of course, the Mariners captain. Ollie, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Awesome, mate. We'll kick things off. Uh, nice and easy one to start off. Source in the fridge or the cupboard? Um, I think the cupboard, but uh, you're probably supposed to have it in the fridge. Oh, that's just a recommendation, mate. It's just a guideline, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Mate, um, no, good man, yeah, absolutely. Cupboard is the right answer, by the way, for those of you playing at home. Um, who's better, Messi or Matt Simon? What a ridiculous question. Matt Simon. 100%. The, uh, the East Gosford goat, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
wouldn't Mate, have it any other way. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Look, you spent you spent a number of years overseas, obviously uh, Switzerland, Japan, and, and most recently in Scotland. How does the A League compare, in particular, to, to the level of uh, Scottish football? Uh, yeah, it's very um, different different style of football um, in Australia. Obviously, we're dealing with different um, conditions. You know, the weather being a major factor, um, uh, and in in Australia, it's uh, there's there's a lot more emphasis on um, you know trying to build up and play football and the, the, the actual pace of the game is a lot slower um, in Scotland it's a very high tempo high speed game um, and uh, that, that's probably like the, the main the main differences do you think the the standard of the A-League in general has changed much over the years I know you've been part of the A-League since what, 2007 really yeah. um, so if and you've had a few stints here. Yeah. Um, have you seen much of a change in the standard? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's um, it's improving um, all the time. Uh, uh, it's obviously there's a, there's an, there's another level in Europe because it's just uh, the competitive nature of, of the game. There's so many players over there and so many um, you know so many teams um, which which uh, and they've been uh, you know developing players for for you know many years and that you know has the knock-on effect of developing. Uh, top players, um, and and we're not quite at that level yet. But um, the the level that we're at is is still a pretty high standard, and and um, you know it's good to see um, that the that the league is doing doing well in terms of um, bringing in you know bringing through young players as well. What's um what's the favourite overseas stadium that you've played in, either for club or, or for country? Um, I actually I really I really love my time in Scotland and 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 at Hearts, and I uh, really loved uh, Tyne Castle. Um, you know, it's a, it, it holds 20, 25,000 people, but um, the atmosphere is, um, you know, one of the, has to be one of the best I've played in front of when it's, um, you know, when we're winning and when it's, when uh, when it's rocking. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it there. What was, I guess, the the sort of deciding factor in in coming home to the Mariners? You know, especially given that we've had a, a number of lean years of late. Yeah. Um, you know, I I come back after um, season in in Scotland and. Uh, I had a few few conversations um, with with uh, the the, uh, the gaffer um, and also um, Monty Monty I spoke to a few times and and they basically said you know just you know come along and ha- have a train and keep fit because at that stage I was still looking to go back over and I didn't know if if our season was going to continue um, because of COVID it was suspended at the time um, so I, so I was it was good to come back and train with the team and and be amongst the the environment and, and the players um, and then. Uh, over the next few months, um, I, uh, you know, like the, I, I love being back on the coast and and uh, being close to family and friends and and uh, I guess as well, it's uh, it's always a bit of a challenge um, to to go back to a club that you've been at before and and to try and reach the successes that you have had before. So um, it was it was a combination of a few things. Speaking of this. Previous successes, obviously, you were a part of the 2013 championship winning side, um, fondly remembered by a lot of, uh, well, I think every every coastie around. Um, so obviously, very early days at the moment. We still got some players yet to come in, but do you sort of see any similarities with the the vibe within the team this year and that of the championship winning side? Um, I'd probably say n- no in terms of the similarities because it was it was very different teams. Uh, when you put them on paper, you know that 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 2013 team had a lot of experience in it. Um, our team is uh, a few experienced players, and majority is uh, younger younger players. But uh, 
what I can say is is the the boys that we have and and the um, you know the the vibe around the, the around the club and the and the, in the change room is is um, is up there with um, some of the best I've been a part of so far. So um, you know if we can continue to maintain that and grow the culture at the club again um, and really bring back the fans back into the stadium, um, you know we can we can continue and, and grow from there. Speaking of the the culture of the club, you, you're a part of the leadership this group this season, along with uh, with Simo and Beers and Kai as well. Um, what are some of the things that, that you're doing to cultivate a, a winning and team culture at the club? Uh, we, well, firstly, just from from day one, um, you know, our, all the boys have worked their ass off um, every day in training, um, and we've we've you know we've worked really hard in preseason, and, and I think that's shown in the first two games in terms of the level that we're at um, and the, the work rate that we're that we're putting in. Um, but uh, that's uh, that's just a, you know it's a building process and and we're getting there slowly and there's still a lot to do so we just need to um, you know maintain that and, and keep going with with what we're doing and and really build and and then grow. And speaking of the success that we've had in the, the first two games, we're top of the league. Everyone's loving it. Um, yourself and Gianni and Nizzi in particular have, have picked up a lot of plaudits in these first couple of games. Um, but obviously everyone's playing a huge part. Um, with with the knowledge of the new Visa players coming, still yet to join the squad, I guess, how does that affect the mentality of the playing group? Um, as, as I said to you before, the, you know, all the players have, have got a great attitude and um, it's, a, it's about working hard and, and uh, every single day at training and, and fighting for your spot. So that'll be the same once once the foreigners come in um, you know we want the foreigners to come in and and be at at, um, at at a high level and pushing the players that are currently in the starting 11 now for their positions um, but um, you know we've, we've started really well so it just it's all I can say is that that it's um, that it's, it's a bonus really because we've, we've started well and now we're adding strength to our squad as well um, so uh, it, it can only be seen as a positive impact for the for the team and I guess it sort of gives the incentive for, for the guys that have been playing so well so far to keep fighting for their spot and, and push them even harder in a sense yeah absolutely um, you know the, the players that will be in similar positions similar positions know that um, you know there's uh, there's competition there um, and they, they just have to keep keep doing what they're doing and uh, and uh, you know we'll need every every player during this um, during this season you know with injuries and things things that come up so um, yeah and just finally, we've got some, obviously a very youthful squad this season. Um, who are some of the younger players coming through the ranks that have, that have really impressed you the most? Um, they've, they've all been doing really well, as I said. Um, they've all come in um, from day one and, and worked really hard. Um, all, all of them are training well. Um, but, you know, in, in the recent games, like uh, the likes of Nizzi and Danny De Silva, still young. Um, Alo um, has really done, done fantastic since... Um, from 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 the first game, scoring that goal, um, and they just need to they just need to keep working hard and and um, produce uh, produce the levels of um, levels that they have been. Absolutely beautiful. Thanks so much, Holly. Much appreciated, mate. Thanks. Alrighty, so of course some other Central Coast Mariners things since we uh, since we last got on the pod train. Uh, three new signings uh, that we've touched on earlier already in the pod: uh, Marcos Arena, Stefan Jankovic, and Mikhail Janota. Um, looking forward to seeing what they can add to the side. Yeah, absolutely no idea about all three of them. Um, <laughs> you know, this it's it's very it's still very stock standard of how 
we've um, signed sort of visa players in recent years, <laughs> signed uh, signing guys that you could probably consider journeymen a little bit. Um, you know, we've we've signed obviously a nine, uh, a midfielder, and a winger. Yeah, Ish. so I think Yanota uh, can play either as a ten or a winger. Yankovic uh, looks like he's a is a ten. Uh, and Arena is uh, is a nine. So, yeah. um, I mean, he's, he's a Costa Rican international. He scored at uh, the World Cup a few years ago against Uruguay. He uh, 67 caps, I think, for 15 goals or 17 goals yeah, off yeah. the top of my head. That's um, a great pedigree. It's a good pedigree. Um, and but hasn't, what about recently? Let's hasn't talk about been <laughs> prolific in club football of yeah. late, yeah. Um, but has big raps on him from the MLS. Talking to, yeah. um, to an uh, LAFC fan, uh, a little while ago, they uh, they rated him pretty highly. So you know, we'll we'll wait and see. Um, and just I mean, adds to the depth that we alluded to earlier up up top. Um, it's weird saying depth when we've only really got Matt Simon and Alo Kowal. Um, we've got Damien Sakana still sitting on the bench waiting to pounce as well. Mm. Um, and, and we've seen as well. Smiley and Smiley and, Smiley and Bowman do a job as well up there. Yeah, so. it's it's weird to say. I think yeah, they're all good ages, aren't they? Urano is thirty. Mm-hmm. Yanota is 29. Thereabouts, yep. And Yankovic is... 23. Looked at that one earlier That's today. good. I, um, I, I think signing players around that age is good. I think any older than probably like 33, 34 is when I'm like, yeah, probably not. But 30, that's a good age. That's coming to your prime really as a striker. So mm, I, mm. I'm hoping for good things for Urena. He, You know, it's probably too much to hope that he's like a Fornaroli or a... That sort of type. But if he can score 10 goals a season, that's what we brought him here to do. Yep, that's right. I think... Uh, I had, the cha- I had the chance, I should say, uh, to uh, have a bit of a chat with them over Zoom on New Year's Eve ahead of the New Year's uh, game, just doing some Mariners TV stuff, shameless plug. Um, and their English is all pretty good, except maybe Stefan. He's only started learning English in the last few weeks. Um, but it was actually surprisingly good. Like, I remember when I was starting to try and learn Spanish, and I got like a couple of months into it, and I'm like, not to hell it. with this. Yeah, not doing it. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> 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 and uh, Mikhail Janotta seems like an absolute character as well. So I think mm. he's going to add some, um, yeah, some, I don't, not spice, but maybe some laughs to the dressing room. I think from the from the sounds of it, well, that's exactly what you want. Like someone that's going to come in, you know, hopefully be like a, a good player, but also a good positive sort of person in yep. the dressing room as well. He just seems to add like, to it. yeah, he seems like he's got good chat. Good bants. Good bants. Yeah, so... That's what you want in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> he'll uh, he'll hopefully adapt pretty quickly. Uh, of course, as I said, we're unbeaten in five. Uh, we've won three on the bounce. Just give us a title. Uh, up the source. Come on, lads. <laughs> I'm using that now. Up the source. Up the it's, a thing. it's a thing. Why not? Um, thanks to uh, actually our illustrious media manager, Dave Jordan, for um, texting me that on, on Sunday night at some point, just out of the blue. Just up the sauce. Just up the sauce. <laughs> was he talking about, was he talking about Barbie sauce or just alcohol in general? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Just talking about up the sauce. Yeah, the sauce. No context to it whatsoever. <laughs> that might be a hashtag for the rest of the season. Up the, I think it should be maybe a podcast hashtag or... Yeah, I'd, good, I'd go good, club official account. Club official account. Goodbye, yeah. won't back down, hello, hello up, the up the sauce. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I think... I think um, that might, might t- tie into his uh, his Canberra sort of affiliation because Canberra Raiders is up the milk. Yes. Um, so he's going Ex- up the that source. That is a good point. Is it, is it really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Raiders hashtag is up the milk. Josh, they're sponsored I actually, by so I'm, milk. I'm not re- Oh, that's why. Okay. They're sponsored by Canberra Milk. That's, that's why they're... And they're, they're like uh, post-sponsor. They have like big, you know, those 
Oh, what are they called? I yeah, the shoulder, the, the things on the posts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They they're like milk cartons, made to look like milk cartons. So there you go, <laughs> Canberra milk, up of the milk, That's, up the sauce. Yeah, well, it makes perfect sense now. Yeah, yeah. No, we're getting around this. You got to do it now, Dave. I'm starting a campaign. Yeah, up the sauce. Um, shout out to Master Foods, and of course, uh, still, I guess in some ways, well, since the last podcast, in any case, the sort of ongoing ownership saga um, with Abdul Hello or Hello Goodbye. Um, there was an article that came out just prior to Christmas um, from SBS with a lot of quotes from Abdul around his intentions of what he was doing with the club and how the deal was all but done and um, you know, come February he was going to make wholesale sweeping changes, etc, 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 which was quickly shot down by the club who came out and, um, well basically said that it's it's not true and that it's failed to I show any any sort of real commitment to buying the club. Yeah, I think saying that the article was refuted is probably putting it kindly. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah, it was it, it was, was aggressively shot down, refuted. Shot slammed, down. It was slammed down. Choke um, slammed. Choke slammed. Absolutely. You know, there's he's he's made a lot of claims that he's, you know, a part owner of um uh, Real Vallecano over in uh, the second tier of Spanish football. He said that he was in the final stages of the takeover, uh, that he had already invested transition money, um, and that uh, he was considering mass changes to the squad, coaching staff, and admin and leadership of the club. Uh, not this season, but the season after, or the season after next, I think it was. This, I mean, if I've, <laughs> if I've ever seen a red flag, it's this article. Yeah. And some of those quotes that are in it. As and soon as I saw, like, the when he changed his, oh, I actually don't own the football club. Yeah. I own the property yeah, around is, the football club. That's this when it's is like, whoa, all what right. really, really got me about it. Yeah, so he said that he owns shares in... Uh, what so he doesn't it? even own it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I own the shop next door to the building that's also connected to the club that has shares in the club i own a bit of samsung because i've got a samsung phone here we go yeah that's right yeah my super uh superannuation uh is partially invested in bhp so i actually own bhp mate congrats uh, thanks guys yeah no i'm rich um must be worth a lot so there was an article that came out from uh from vince regari shout out to vince as well in the sydney morning herald which uh, I'll just quote quickly from this. As for his links to Rayo Vallecano, Abdul Hello said that he did not <laughs> he did not own part of the club itself, but in fact it's associated property through a holding company in Spain. <laughs> the company that owns the property, I bought shares in them. He said. Wow. He's 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 cooked. Am I? <laughs> Am I involved in the club day to day? No. Am I sitting on the board? No. Am I involved with the decision making? No. But what I've got a larger property play in Spain. What are you doing, bro? Um, <laughs> that was, that was the first red flag, wasn't it? When I think someone looked up oh. the Rayo Vallecano website and there was zero mention of him. That's when it's like, well, I mean, hang on a second. There's a few. There's quite a few red flags here. I mean, the initial article coming from SBS who have gone so far downhill lately in the last few years, it's embarrassing. Mm. Um, also written by a journo that lives in England and 90% of the time writes about rugby league over in England. Mm. So we'd have zero clue about what's actually happening here on the ground. But didn't also didn't bother reaching out to the club for comment before no. publishing that article. Didn't contact the club, didn't try to even bloody verify No anything, fact-checking and nothing. absolutely no journalistic integrity nothing. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and I think if, if he thinks that he's going to get anything out of the club going forward, he's probably got another thing coming yeah. because he's damaged some relationships there. 100%. I mean, next red flag for me is one look at his uh, Facebook page. 
<laughs> which I'm not even going to go into, but it's just red, oh red flag central. His social media is yeah. red flag central. Well, like, can I just touch on this too? Because please. he did respond to uh, a couple of fans' comments in the comments section when the club put out the statement. He did on the club Facebook page. <laughs> so he's gone full Anton. What are you doing? <laughs> full Anton. What are you doing? And I mean, we <sighs> we know this, and a, like a lot of people know this, is that. Things like this have non-disclosure agreements, which yep. yes. Sean has mentioned on the podcast before, which is why he can't speak about sort of certain things. Um, and he's just gone to media and just blabbed out all this crap. Like, what What do you think that's going to achieve? Let me just sign this NDA and then go t- tell a journal yeah, everything that's going on. Go and tell this journal that I'm going to get rid of all can the he, staff, can get, get rid of all the squad. Can, can he get sued for that? Is that like a legit grounds <sighs> for suing? Look... You can definitely get in a bit of strife for breaching an NDA, that's for yeah. sure. I mean, you're not going to get ownership of the club doing it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a pretty good way to, to, to alienate people there. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, Abdul said uh, in his interview with um, Vince Rigari that his original interview with SBS was just supposed to be a friendly chat that was supposed to be off the record. And he's since put in a full yeah. PR team to clean it all up. I always um, have friendly chats with journalists with journal- all the time. <laughs> Providing them with direct quotes. He also said, I'm just going to push on regardless of what anyone says. One crappy article, there we go, is damaged his relationship with, uh, with John Davidson at SBS now as well, uh, is not going to stop me from doing what I need to do. There are, other, there are three other A-League clubs that are knocking on my door. Please buy us. Oh, yeah, sure. If it that doesn't was... happen with one, I'll go to the next. When asked if one of those clubs was the ownerless Newcastle Jets, he said, absolutely, Laura McKenna and I are close. Yeah, sure. I mean, no. Kick him out as fast as he walked in. As much as hello we, and as, goodbye. As much as we hate the Jets, but what's going on in there? Imagine if he went up there and like further screwed things up. That just would not be good at all. <laughs> I, I mean, from the sounds of it, he's not going to get through any sort of due diligence yeah. stage anyway. Hell no. Um, apparently, there was a bankruptcy claim filed against him in September of 2020 as well. <sighs> and um, this is the thing, like, like <laughs> at the moment with us, our ownership situation, you know. We can be critical of Charlesworth all we want, and we have been. But at least we're stable. At least we're stable. Yeah. We are, for the time being, we are stable. Especially he the is, news that broke. Yeah. Uh, was it yesterday? Uh, Charlesworth is here keeping the lights on. We've made signings. Everybody's getting paid. Everything's all sweet. You look at up the road at Newcastle, very limited signings. Mm-hmm. It's all gone downhill. they got players trying to leave left, right, and center. Um, no money since October a player, 2019. A player, no money. a player that paid the club to leave. Yeah. Um, so it's just, we're okay for now. We're not that desperate that this moron is going to come in and own the club, yep. I don't think. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think we're pretty safe. And yeah, if... <laughs> Yeah, I think we should probably move on from there because we could go on about it for a little while. <laughs> Some other A-League, uh, well, the other games in Rialden won anyway. Western United drew with Adelaide nil all uh, in the opening round of the uh, opening game of the A-League, I should say. Uh, Melbourne City defeated uh, Brisbane Raw one nil, and Cowbell FC defeated the Wanderers one nil. Uh, round two, uh, it's a bit of a bombs only round in this one. Uh, Sydney two, Nux one. Well, it was really two nil because Fox didn't see the, first, the <laughs> yeah. Wellington goal. If you don't see it, doesn't count. count. Yeah. Count. yeah, Sydney conspiracy. 
Got him. <laughs> Got him. Say so it one second before me. You howled me. You howled me. I pre howled him. Uh, was uh, Brisbane beat uh, the victory 3-1 and Adelaide defeated City 2-0 just after our game. I didn't really watch the Adelaide game because I was uh, preoccupied with Canadian club. City um, are perennial, uh, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Yeah, right. Just okay. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Not complete shit, but, you know, Melbourne Hearts never really left them. Put it that way, especially with their away kit. Yeah, uh, it's overall across the first two rounds, if you could even call it that, because we haven't even seen Perth yet. Yeah, um, everything's a bit all over the shop because of all the restrictions and borders and. Well, I mean, we don't even see like, Perth for another ten days. They don't, no. they don't play their first game till the sixteenth or something yeah, ridiculous. We, we have this huge break now until the nineteenth, which is great. Um, after sort of a short, short sort of a turnaround for us, but yeah, the draws all over the shop at the moment. So it's it's. It is hard to tell what other teams... Um, hard to get a gauge are, on them. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really hard to get a gauge because I don't think anybody has really stood out. I thought MacArthur stood out against the Wanderers, but then we made MacArthur look not great. Yeah. Um, victory were good for 45 minutes against Brisbane then completely shit the bed in the second half. Mm, yeah. um, and they had a pretty strong 11 as well. Um, yeah, that McManaman looks handy. Does. Very for handy. Sure. Very handy. Mm. Um, you know, Sydney looked okay. As yeah, usual. But again, bombs only. Yeah. Uh, Neuenhoff and Bratton. Neuenhoff, absolute screamer. Mm-hmm. Um, probably another team, Sydney, that's having, that also has a few good kids sort of uh, coming through their academy. Sydney, definitely, yeah. Um, well, I mean, they're an MPL uh, one side, and yeah. I think they won the NYL last season as yeah. well. So they've got a few good youth guys as well. Um, I think Knicks, Knicks might struggle a bit more this season than what I thought. Mm. Um, but obviously, very hard for them at the moment. Obviously, having to be based in Wollongong, away from all their normal life, you know. Yep. Um, sort of, I, I assume they would be in some sort of a bubble in Wollongong-ish. Wollongong? Um, I don't think they're in a bubble, no. I don't know. Not, no. Maybe not really sort of a bubble, but they would be, I don't know, I guess they'd be restricted to certain things or not. Whereas I saw with our boys that now that we've got this little bit of a break, um, a couple of the boys were up in Byron, Byron yeah. some of them were <laughs> up in Foster, which, you know, I think it's good that, it seems there's a pretty good sort of a balance within our squad at the moment that it's all right we're going to work hard which we clearly have because yep. i think something that we probably didn't speak about is across the first couple of games we've looked really really fit yes um yes. And we should have mentioned that we've before. obviously worked hard in pre-season and had a really short turnaround and now stages said go away and enjoy sort of a few days off yeah um and then come back and get back to work when we need to which i think is a good way to go about it yep. keeps all the boys happy mm-hmm. keeps good morale on the squad which is good yep. Um, yep. whereas i think nicks is probably the complete opposite I, yeah. I would assume. Um, so, yeah, I, it's it's hard. it's hard. I thought Brisbane looked good in that second half against Melbourne. Um, Did I read something yeah, that we don't play Brisbane until, like, May? Probably. Yeah, the well, we were, is that stuff, I mean, we were, we were supposed to play them on the 15th of this month. As yes. you know, you had tickets. Yes. Um, Sad for how? Now I think, yeah, the, the next one is in well, scheduled to be in May, but I don't know when the original... Uh, January fixture. I think they still spoke been postponed to, to reschedule it. I think. Yeah, they they can't reschedule anything at the moment, really, because it's still such a fluid situation. There's still new border closures in place and everything yeah. like that. So, you know it, what I say? I say just end the season now. <laughs> stop the count. <laughs> yeah, stop the count. One hundred percent. Stop the count. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple of other A-League things that we've sort of briefly touched on as well. The uh, Jets licence has, of course, been stripped from their owner, Martin Lee. Um, the Football Australia has created a new entity 
um, which is actually owned by Western Sydney Wanderers, Sydney FC and Western United. Um, they're still looking for a, an actual buyer to take that licence on full time. Um, so looking forward to the first ever F3 Derby uh, 2.0, really. And it'll be on nice Valentine's to, Day. It'll be nice to always be the last time to, uh, to or last team to have beaten the Newcastle Jets, I should say. So, so what would they be called now? Western Wanderers FC United <laughs> Newcastle Jets Newcastle Jets FC owned by or yeah something like that I don't know New- far, far Newcastle Jets featuring <laughs> the West East West Newcastle Jets the far North Western Sydney Wanderers Sydney FC Western United I don't know the Western Sydney Wanderers Feeder Club Yes, well, that's Academy. another very interesting point that I wanted to get to as well. Um, of course, Western Sydney Wanderers have, have been raiding the Jets and they've continued to do so, um, not just through pre-season, but um, as of the other day. Um, first, there was Carl Robinson, of course, and Bernie Abini's gone down there. Um, Noah James um, and uh, and now Stephen Agarkovic has signed for next season down there as well. Do you guys maybe think that there's some sort of conflict of interest there with, you know, Lederer, he owns Western Sydney Wanderers and now he essentially owns the Jets as well. 100%. I hate it. I hate it. I don't I, I don't have an issue with the rating, essentially. It just uh, makes a point of how stupid that the A-League contracts are where, you know, people can just, hopefully he won't sue me, but, you know, they can just, <laughs> they can just squirm out of their contract for whatever reason they want. Yeah. Um, you know, people can just go ahead and break contracts for whatever reason when they go to the PFA. Um, no transfer fees, all that sort of stuff is just mm. stupid. Um, but this whole other clubs owning another club should absolutely not be a thing. So Not I, be a thing. I think I put this hypothetical scenario to, to you guys in, in one of our many group chats the other day. If it came down to the last round of the season and... Western Sydney Wanderers needed three points. Um, you know, for some reason, they're playing against the Jets. Mm. Um, they need three points. Super sus. You can't... T- like, oh. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not accusing anybody of anything, I'm but not, it doesn't yeah, look good. It, it's just, yeah. It, it doesn't look good. It has the potential to look just very dodgy. Yeah. While if, we're speaking of the, yeah. of the Wanderers, can we... Can someone check their cap? Because they <laughs> just signed another midfielder yesterday, a former Premier League player, and they've signed Bernie, Ziggy... If, what was it, Carl? That's not part of the cap, but Noah James probably didn't cost a lot. But other players, whoever they signed, I think they've uh, they've had a good time signing players. That's for sure. Well, Bernie was uh, the Jets' highest paid player, and I believe they gave Ziggy a, a modest increase on it on his wage um, from what he was on with us. But interesting, they do have a lot of names there, and yeah, it should probably be checked. <laughs> Someone do an audit. Oh, no, you got, you, you got to assume that Juki was on a lot, so I guess that sort of maybe... Oh, that's freed up a bit. But wasn't yeah. was he Australian marquee for them? Um, I'm not sure. I couldn't I can't remember. I'm, yeah, I'm not 100% certain. I'd need to look it up. Someone fact check it for me, please. Thank you very much. Um, speaking of caps that need to be checked, Bobo has just re-signed <laughs> for Sydney. Um, Boop. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Sheriff Lobo. Lobo. Um, why? Club legend coming I, back. I wish I had an answer. I That's, wish I had an answer. Uh, it's very peak A-League areas. That is so well, peak well, he A-League. did score about a million goals last time, but he was, what, three years younger then? So. Yeah, three or four years younger, yeah. I, I, I sort of understand it. as like a club legend sort of coming back. Maybe, I don't know if he's going to be starting every game because they've, mm. well, they they've got Trent and Barbarossa's up front. That's yeah, been their, I guess. Their front two, but... Yeah. Um, but they've got I don't pa- know. It could be a good signing. I don't know, but you know they've got Patrick Wood, who is I think NPL one top goal scorer as well, mm. um, who came off the bench the other night. 
Um, you know, Callum Newenhoff scoring bombs from 30 yards. Why bother? It seems like a, you know, we can just sign him because we can. I, I, guess, I think he's, yeah, I don't know if he's even landed in the country yet. Um, if he has, it was very recent. So he's still got two weeks of quarantine to go. Um, he won't get on the training paddock for another two weeks. And what are the, what are we then? Round five sort mm. of thing. So, mm. yeah, interesting. Um, Speaking of uh, peak A-League, while we're on that, uh, Gary Van Egmond is apparently in line for his third stint <laughs> as Newcastle oh, Jets coach. How did that not make the run sheet? Um, yeah. Third stint. That was breaking news from Gaddy, wasn't it? Third stint of a club in this is 16th season? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come um, on. <laughs> Blast from the past, isn't it? What are we doing? Yeah, that is that is peak A League. I think it's peak Newcastle this season as well. Mm. Um, I don't know why they don't look at someone like Craig Deans though. Like, does he not? It's about want his eighteenth fucking time as bloody caretaker. Just, yeah. Just give it to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> has he not even applied for the role? I mean, obviously Arthur Pappas applied for the role in mm. preseason that fell through because of the their ongoing ownership issues there. Um, and this is this is also like a big thing between them and the Wanderers at the moment. There's a lot of media talk and. Well, that sort of stuff before because they play each other Friday. this weekend. Night. Yes, Friday night. Yeah, um, I do not blame Carl Robertson for leaving that shit show at all. Yeah, it's, it's, under it's the, hard to under play. under their ownership position. If that was me, not if, and obviously he would have known that there's been no money coming to the club for nearly a year, whatever it was, over a year. Yeah. Um, if that was me, I'd be going catch it later. Hundred mm. percent. Mm. Flip side is though, didn't he sign a uh, a contract extension, knowing full well how much or how little money or no money was being being put in? I so. didn't say it was smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess yeah, you know, p- players sign contract extensions and then move on six weeks later anyway. Yeah. A league um, contracts don't mean anything. No, <laughs> no not worth the paper they're written on. Yep. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, <laughs> we got uh, quite a few questions submitted this week uh, across the ver- uh, ver- various, how do I say that word? Various forms of social media. Um, thank you all so much once again for uh, for interacting with us. Um, we're going to run through them pretty quickly today because um, it has been a long ramble already. Too much positive. <laughs> um, of course, uh, Johnny Needham, big friend of the show, is Johnny. Uh, who have you been most impressed with? Uh, who are you most excited to... Well, let's, let's do this. Who are you? Who have you been most impressed with, Luke? Most impressed with? Tongik. Josh? I would agree. Tongik or Ollie? Uh, I would say uh, the improvement from Stens from preseason for me. Um, who are you most excited to see play on the pitch? Luke? Uh, I'll go Ollie. Are we talking players haven't played yet or... If so, I would probably say Urano to come in and see what he can do, especially with his pedigree. So looking forward to seeing him. I'm going to say uh, Yanota because I'm very excited to see what he can do. Um, was the Ziggy situation purely financial? Um, no, there was a little bit more to it. Uh, finances did play a part, but he also wanted a bit more contract security. Western Sydney gave him two years. He wants to become an Australian citizen. Um, we only gave him one year um, and uh, weren't going to extend him when we'd already given him an extension so recently so uh, I saw him in the bush on the M7 on the bus on the way down <laughs> snake um, so that's all there is to it there uh, feel free to boo him next week um, <laughs> apparently he doesn't think he's going to get booed oh mate the boos are coming <laughs> I'm telling you 
sound right um, now. Do you think having Ollie's experience and leadership has helped give Danny De Silva a little more focus and direction in his role? He seems very hungry this season. Um, helped give DDS a little more focus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Yeah. Possibly. I, yeah. yeah. I think. I think. Obviously. DDS probably came in when he was young, very big raps, all that sort of stuff. Tried the overseas thing, didn't really work, etc., etc. But Zanik to sort of been there and done that, while probably DDS has still got the time to do it. Mm. I think he, he can probably he can probably definitely feed off Ollie for that. I don't think it's just just De Silva. I think it's the whole squad. Yeah, for sure. I agree, hundred um, percent. And lastly, how the fuck do you guys feel, lads? Two from two, two clean sheets, and goals from the young guns. Um, Johnny, I'm going to say I feel. Pretty good. All I'm going to say is YTB. <laughs> yeah, mate, Affirmative. The, the, the world is in a state of decay, but the Mariners are top of the league. So that's a good way of saying it. Uh, Jeremy Lumby has a few questions as well. We'll go through these real quick. Uh, which young players <laughs> need to be secured past this season and uh, and off scholarship contracts? Um, so a lose on a scholarship. I'd like to see him uh, if his scholarship isn't extended. I'd like to see him go into a full contract eventually. Uh, Niz has got another season after this um, Lewis Miller I think has another season after this um, I'd be giving Nizzy a three year deal right now <laughs> life, life contract um, Dan Bowman's only on a one year deal I'd, I'd ideally probably like to see I think a it's a bit, bit early I think it's maybe a little bit early to talk contracts for next season to be honest Yeah, I think mm. it's a bit early I think the only one I would like to see given a permanent deal pending that he comes in and he performs at this level is obviously Dan Hall Oh, yeah, that guy needs a lifetime contract. We all have huge wraps on him, so when he gets his uh, chance at some point, hopefully, he'll be the one that I think we should keep. Uh, do you think that Mike is going to be in a hurry to sell given the movement forward on the additional stages of the Centre of Excellence? Um, I think that coupled with the sort of unbundling of the league from the uh, from the football, or from Football Australia, um, will mean that he's probably not in as much of a hurry to sell as he might have been previously. I think Mike's... Relaxed for now, yep. chilling. I think credit to him, he hasn't rushed into anything. No. He's sort of kept us afloat, kept us going, and he's just waiting for the right person that is not Abdul. And if it doesn't come along, it doesn't come along. He's still putting money in. He's still investing in the COE here. So, look, full credit to him. Um, and how will it be? How long will it be until Peg gets to announce Harry McCarthy? Uh, hopefully not long. NYL boys or MPL boys, obviously kicking off their season on the sixth of March at home to the Wanderers. Shameless bug. <laughs> you can tune in, of course, live and free on NPL. Oh, that's TV. enough. <laughs> that's enough. Jesus. You wanted a plug, you got a plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin Rayner, two wins in a row, and now the visa players are available. Assuming fitness is good, uh, would you get them in to start or have them coming off the bench? Luke. Bench. Yep. Bench to start with, and then yeah. maybe a couple of weeks if they perform well, they come in to the eleven. Yeah, look, I mean, there's a difference between fitness and match fitness, isn't there? So it's going to take a little while for them to develop that match fitness. Um, agreed with you guys there. Um, Evan Huworth has a very similar question uh, around visa players. Uh, shout out to Evan. Hope you're well, mates. Um, Lee Stanley. Now, this was one that sort of triggered me a little bit. I don't know if you guys have seen this one yet. With Newcastle in financial trouble, uh, I hate to bring this up, but is there any push to merge clubs? Ooh. What are your thoughts on this? Just to be clear, just to be clear and f fair play to Lee, uh, he says he doesn't want this to happen, but he would like it discussed. And any thoughts from us? Nah, it's been too long. It would kill everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Has that even been discussed, like, at all? Oh, uh, it, it was It was like an idea thrown around, around as like a discussion it. point. 
Yeah, and f- very quickly fired into the sun, I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> Where it belongs, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's very, 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 very unlikely. Yeah, oh, look, there's there's no push to, to merge the clubs, and um, I think you'd just disenfranchise way too many people. Everyone, yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, they've got that entire sort of northern, like everything north of, what, like Mor- Morissette? Yeah. Yeah. And into the west as well we were talking with James Walker a friend of the show the other night and he said you know they've got out to Tamworth and up to like up Bar- to Byron pretty yeah. much like <laughs> do better do better um yeah, yeah unbelievable of course Lachlan Gracie uh, has mentioned that we've got a stack of players that um we're on are on short term deals um which seems to be sort of the the norm here from time to time, I guess. It's the one year deal, prove yourself and we'll extend you. Yeah. Much. He does say that though, if we if we do have a good season as a collective, we might struggle to keep hold of them. It might also incentivize them to, to want to stay here. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I think that probably has to do with a couple of things. Probably the reduction of the salary cap, uh, the ownership not not uncertainty now, but the ownership situation. Um, you know, the whole unbundling of the leagues, all that sort of stuff I think probably ties into short-term deals. Um, I th- I would like to think that the leadership at the club is smart enough to realise that if it looks like we're going to have a good season and we start to get a few interested parties that we're going to start to lock in some of the more important players for next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's obviously what we used to do and I think we've, we've been okay at that. Um yeah, there have been a few yeah. exceptions, obviously few the, exceptions, the Matt yeah. Miller saga and, and things like that. But yeah. I think um, I think we might be a little bit more stable um, this year, and I think, as you yeah. say, we'll probably look to lock down a few more of those more important players um, towards the middle of the season. The biggest thing that I'm most pleased about, I guess, though, is um, obviously Ollie being on a two-year deal with a one-year option at the end of it as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah. and that's that's a huge win for the club and a huge win for Sean and. Um, and for Stadge as well to be able to get that locked in like that because mm. I don't know if Ollie has aspirations to go back overseas or not, but um, if he wants one final payday, then having him locked in for a few seasons, if he's locked in for two, let's say he maybe stays here for two, mm. then we extend him again and then he gets an offer from Asia or you know, sort of who knows, he'll be able to go for a pretty good transfer fee and that's good business by the club. Well, yeah, you could even so. say he's, he's going to settle down here and have three or four seasons which would be awesome that for would us. be absolutely phenomenal i think honestly if he doesn't get an if he doesn't get the right offer from from elsewhere um and by elsewhere i do mean overseas yeah. um i think you know he'll, he'll probably see out his days here and i hope he does because he is a fantastic bloke and a quality player and he's 30 he's what 31 so, so he's still, still he's still got four tank. probably four good seasons yeah. up to 35 plus. and then from even there he could still do a job so yeah, plus because hutch played till he's what 36 37 so yeah. He can definitely do the job for the five years yeah. still. He looks after himself, so I think um, I think he might be all right. Brad4501 on Twitter. Um, as we enter territory uncharted for many seasons, and how good is it? Pretty good, Brad. Pretty good. Question about Dylan Ruiz-Diaz. I thought he'd signed a two-year deal. Uh, no, he was just on a scholarship. And uh, I think... Did you say sure he's trialling? You guys know the story there. Yep, we offered him an extension on his scholarship. Scholarship? Scholarship. Um, he wanted a full contract um, and decided to try his luck in Europe. So good luck to him. Um, last we heard three or four weeks ago, he was uh, in the Ukraine, I think. That'd be a culture shock going from the, yeah. the beaches of Australia to fucking Eastern Europe. Is, little, is little there weird. even a cafe in Ukraine? I have no idea. <laughs> 
Look, definitely a kid that had um, had uh, some potential about him, but um, yeah, no. I mean, if he wants to go try his luck in Europe, good luck to him. Genuinely. Thanks for the two goals against Victory. Thanks for yeah, exactly right. Uh, Johnny Simmons on Twitter. Uh, have we had a chance yet to look through the imports? What sort of positions will they be pushing for? Congratulations for a great start to the season. Yeah, so we spoke about uh, obviously Marco Urana, uh, Stefan. Uh, Jankowski and Mikhail Janota, um, two of them in midfielders, one of them is a, uh, a number nine. Ben Jones and Riley Jones also um, want some background on the on the visa signings. I think we've we've pretty well covered that earlier in the show. All I've seen is a few YouTube highlights, which <laughs> yeah. I think I think is also how we signed them because there's also there's you know it's sort of hard to uh, travel. Well, Stefan Jankowski uh, is part of the club that um, Milan was playing at after he left us. He's also... And Milan's just signed with Bolzan. He's also known by Anton and um, an Anton sporting director as well. So I think that's mm. how we found Stefan Jankowski. Um, the other guys, yeah, I think may have um, been yeah more, more video footage based. <laughs> if I can put it that way. Um, what would you type into YouTube for that? Number nine. Just their name. <laughs> Middle-aged, number nine, 15-plus goals a season. Middle-aged, that's pretty bit harsh, help, isn't it? Help, I need goals. Um, <laughs> it's like an Oz government just Googled. <laughs> Central Coast Mariners yeah, just yeah. Googled. It's, just, yeah. it's scrolling through <laughs> the free agents on transfer market. Central Coast Mariners just Googled. That's such a good like Twitter, Twitter account. account. <laughs> <laughs> like the Australian government one. Oh, All over it. Shit. Who's going to make that over one? over it. Oh, my days. <laughs> Look into my veins. <laughs> Finally, let's have a look uh, two weeks into our A-League tipping competition, or the Coast Football Ramble A-League tipping competition, of course. Kale Morrow is nowhere to be seen, uh, and it's please stop the hurter at the top of the table with uh, five points from the first uh, first two rounds of tipping there. Um, some interesting <laughs> names in the tipping competition this year. Ready Steady Spoon is one that I've just spotted sitting in fourth place. Uh, Big Will uh, in number two, so good on you, Big Will. Uh, what do we got? Uh, Fred is number nine. Uh, Josh Yao in at number eleven, doing all right for yourself there. Just a point off the top. I have two accounts, and I because I, I couldn't get into double my old dipped. account, and then I and then you I completely turned it around. <laughs> I think it, yeah. Got I think it. To be fair to you, you've canned one of your accounts there. Yep. Um, Abdul Hello's master plan is number 14 uh, number 15 is our very own Aaron Mariner of course uh, hello goodbye in 18 um, Kale Morrow there he is number 19 followed by last year's winner SGM his old man in, in 20th so a uh, bit of a way to catch up there um, <laughs> and I think this is my um, my favourite name, um, all the way down in 32nd place. Who the hell are you? <laughs> very good. Very, very good. Very good. Uh, good banter. That's uh, good. Great chat. Um, well, look, speaking of great chats, I think we've had a great chat here today. Absolutely. Lots of ramble. Too much positivity. Lots of positivity. Again. I'm going to have to go and have a shower. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> I'm how not this used was. used to this. I, yeah, I didn't know how this was going to go because where someone said on the CCM fans forum, we're completely unqualified for this. Yeah. So <laughs> unqualified to talk about a winning football team. Uh, I've been unqualified for like the last five years, but yeah. still going. <laughs> <laughs> we managed to fake our way through it. I think we're doing. Fake okay. it till you make it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, uh, that's about it. Thanks again for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, lovers of the ramble. Um, Yes, the boys, top of the table, get in. It's early days, but fingers crossed it stays this way. (laughs) 
We'll see you all very soon. Love ya. See ya. Bye. In the Yellow City. No, it's not Christmas Eve. Fuck. What year is it? <laughs> what year is it? Mate, Mariners are top of the league. That's what year it is. Oh, fuck. 2021's looking up. Um, all right. <clears throat>